I have one question for you. Are you ready to do your fertility journey differently? Hey there, I'm Bella Hilton, and this is the Studio Fertility Podcast, where each week I bring you real, actionable tips and strategies to help you get your mind from chaos to calm and your body from resistant to receiving. So if you want to feel better now and improve your fertility, let's do this. Hey everyone and welcome to the Studio Fertility Podcast. I'm your host Bella Hilton and holy shit everyone, we did it. We made it to a new year and I know not all of you are going to be pleased about that. Like another year of this bullshit I've been going through, I just can't. And some of you are like, woo, fucking who, that crappy year to 2022 can bite my butt. Bring it on 2023. Let's do this. No matter where you are on this scale, even if you're somewhere in between, we know looking back is futile unless it's to learn a lesson so that we don't repeat it. And actually to that end, I'm running my Take Back Control Fertility Challenge next week from January 9th. So if you missed it last time or you want to be involved this time and want to set your year off right, just go to studiofertility.com slash control to sign up for it. Uh, it's completely free. It's three days of learning some super implementable things that will help you to start to set up your 2023 fertility year right. And there is a bonus day of being able to ask me any questions that you want an answer to. And so I really hope you join me for that because I do want to help you set your year up right. Because infertility is hard. And today, that's what we're talking about, the things that make it so hard. And so I can hopefully give you some insight into why you're feeling the way you are feeling so that you can see that maybe there's an avenue out of this. Because there were so many things about infertility that I found so hard and that my clients have found so hard. And I think it's different for different people um, in different ways, right? They have different pressures. They have different things that they might be triggered by, different life experiences that make up who they are. But this is the thing that I think is one of the biggest things that's the hardest about fertility. There seems to be this big section of society is, um, you know, that infertility isn't that big of a deal, <laughs> You know, just relax, just go on holiday, just have a bottle of wine, just have more sex, just adopt, like it's all that easy. It's like they don't acknowledge infertility as something that can be so debilitating. And so we start to think, oh, I'm not justified in how I feel. Maybe other people aren't finding infertility as hard as I am. And so it starts to feel isolating, right? But it's got very little to do with how other people are feeling. It's got all to do with how you are feeling. But it starts to feel like no one understands. And we start to think we are just too sensitive. I used to think that about myself. And so we just try to push down our feelings until they erupt from us like Mount Vesuvius exploding. Or if you were anything like me, it wasn't quite like an explosion, but I was just walking down the street one day and my eyes were just like watering, <laughs> like the tap had been turned on, but I wasn't sobbing or crying. It's like my body was like, you're not can your brain and your body aren't connected right now. You need to cry right now. Like there's so much going on that we need to get out. And I'm just like going, how do I get to work and stop crying? Ridiculous. 
And so that's what I wanted to talk about first, about one of the hardest things about infertility. You know there are the obvious things, like all the questions, like will I ever be a mother? But that comes with the territory, right? And I'll talk about that more. But what makes it so hard is that lack of understanding and that lack of compassion that a lot of us can feel from others in our lives. And it's so unfortunate. Maybe they never struggled. Maybe they aren't even trying themselves yet and they just don't get it and they see you as dramatic. But here's the thing I know about being deeply understood. Once you are accepted and deeply understood, then you have a chance to let your guard down and to actually process your emotions, be vulnerable and maybe look at ways to feel better about yourself. But when someone comes along and says, you don't feel that way and if you do, you shouldn't be suffering that much, it makes us dig in and double down on how we feel just to be heard. For example, let me try and give an example here. I'm not sure this is the right one that's popping to mind, but you know, say you had a headache and someone came along and you said to them, oh, geez, I've got such a bad headache. I'm really struggling. And they say, do you though? I think you're being a bit dramatic, <laughs> right? Do you, A, say to yourself, oh, they're right. I shouldn't be struggling as much as I am with my headache. Look at that. Now I'm fine right? Or B, do you feel super angry that someone is being so dismissive of you and your pain who doesn't have the first clue what it's like to be you in that moment and your head is throbbing? And then we either quietly walk away seething and reminding ourselves over and over again how bad we feel and how awful our headache is, or we yell at them and say, what the hell would you know? I've been in bed all morning, barely able to move, right? But if that same person had replied in the beginning, oh, are you okay? Can I help you in any way? You'd reply, oh, actually, I just need to go home right now. Thank you so much. Oh, man, uh, you know, um, or thank you. Maybe you could get me some painkillers. And you'd feel that gentle touch of compassion and it would probably help you in some way to feel better and get through it faster. Having to constantly justify why we feel the way we do actually keeps us stuck in emotional turmoil a lot more because we're having to say how we feel. We're having to perpetuate that emotion. When I had my miscarriages, I know my husband was also going through them. Like so much love for him, but he was so kind and compassionate and gentle with me and held that space that allowed me the space to actually heal physically, mentally, and emotionally and work through them and not hold on to them. That gentle touch allows you then to feel your feelings fully and then have a chance to actually come out the other side and not be gripping on to that trauma. So that aloneness and that lack of compassion we feel can be super debilitating. And then we do start to second guess ourselves. So then we try to stuff down our own feelings so we don't deal with them or process them. And so we can function in society and go to work and all the rest of that, but we're not actually dealing with things. I know that people who listen to this podcast or follow me on Instagram have told me many times, oh, I just feel like, you know, you are reading my thoughts. 
I'm not unique. I've just been through it and I get you, right? And the research backs it up though, right? They've done research studies on women and couples doing, you know, or going through infertility struggles. And they found that the depression and anxiety rates in infertility are on par with those who have received cancer diagnoses. Those statistics alone can show you just how how much infertility is a big deal because it's not something you can control, not something you can 100% know the outcome about, not something you can work harder to achieve, not something you can outsource, so to speak. And it has the ability to completely redefine your whole future. So yeah, it's kind of a big deal. And then of course, infertility is so hard because you know, not knowing how to overcome it, right? There's so much conflicting information out there and so much hindsight to be had once you get through it, right? That it's like, somebody just tell me what to do and I'll do it. If I knew that the effort that I was putting in would get me through to the other side, it'd be so amazing. Not knowing how to stop thinking about it 24-7. This one was a big one for me. If you follow me, you know that I have in the past, I'm going to say in the past, called myself an overthinker. But I think I'm going to call myself a thorough thinker now because it sounds more positive. But yeah, I think thoroughly. But because of that, I'm prone to overthink. And I had the hardest time switching my mind off 24-7 I felt consumed by fertility thoughts and what I was going to do, just wondering what else I should track, what supplements would be the magic pill, what I had done in a previous life that I meant I was being punished, right? And I started to let it strip me of being a person, of being capable, of being worth it, of fun, of everything, until I started to turn it around and do it differently for myself. So then infertility doesn't just become about the fertility journey. In the end, it becomes a journey back to self-discovery of who you even are, right? So many people say, I miss who I used to be before infertility. And it's not that you've gone missing. It's just that you don't know who you are anymore because you've had to deal with all the anxiousness, all the depression, all the jealousy of friends. That's a lot of all-consuming emotions, constantly feeling like this whole thing is just some big cosmic joke at your expense. Watching people around you have multiple kids before you even had your first. And I think the next biggest thing that makes infertility so hard is constantly grieving the life you thought you should be living by now, which is shown in those examples of your friends who already have two and have two after you started trying, right? And it's hard to just to turn off, turn up, what did I say turn? Turn off or change that picture in our heads, in our hearts, in our souls. I had a friend who went through a difficult divorce and when she left her husband, because of the toxicity of it and the lying and the cheating and all the good reasons you get a divorce, right? I think he had a serious girlfriend and a couple of other women that he was stringing along. Like, nice guy, right? And even knowing how toxic he was and the crap that she had put up with for eight long years, her heart felt a sense of rejection. Why those women? Why not me? (laughs) Because she had married him because she'd loved him, right? And thought he was like someone she was going to spend the rest of her life with and he was someone that he was not. 
And it's hard to change that picture in our heart so quickly. And it took her a moment to be able to step fully into that energy of like, well, they can have him. I don't want that toxic relationship in my life. I am worth so much more than that. It took her a moment to redraw that picture of that person, redraw the trajectory of where her life was going or what, where it was at that point to be able to sink back into the moment to start enjoying it again. Because we all have dreams. We all imagine our lives a certain way based on our current circumstances, okay? And it's the same with fertility struggles. When you thought it would be also easy because of sex ed class, we're faced with drawing new images of our lives and working out what it all means about ourselves and our place in the world. It's destabilizing. And we start to wonder if it's even possible to let go of if you have to, right? All those questions flood in and those questions are really hard and then our minds play tricks on us. Living your life in two-week cycles of hope and then being devastated, feeling so very alone and that your body is broken, hating that, you know, maybe infertility made you jealous and bitter of people who've had their babies and their families and how do I turn that around because I don't want to feel this way. The financial and the physical stress, social pressure from family and friends, the erosion of inner confidence and mental health, right? There, there is no clear answer. It's different for everyone that there isn't a clear path to follow. So many things that make fertility struggles so hard, that make fertility struggles a lot. What makes infertility so hard is that it's multi-layered, all of it. You know, while some may be triggered by significant holidays, others are triggered by others' pregnancy announcements. Some get support while others get none. And the biggest thing is the uncertainty of it all and will it ever end? So I know I've spent a long time today talking about why infertility is so hard and kind of harping on about the negative things. And there will be things that are, are unique to your experience too that make it so extra hard. But I really believe the first step to second back into yourself and feeling a sense of mental clarity and normalcy again and, and learning to feel even slightly happier and starting to enjoy your life now is about the awareness of yourself and what's making it so hard for you in particular. And it's more than awareness. You don't need someone to tell you how hard it is. You don't need anyone to validate you other than yourself. But you do need to acknowledge the pain and the trauma. Yes, the trauma. Even if you've never had a miscarriage, even if you know, you've never been down through the path of IVF or whatever, it can still be trauma. You've been through deep in your heart. So you can let down those walls that you're trying to build up in order to cope because they're not helping you to feel better. And when you let those walls down, you might just have a chance to work your way through all of this. And of course, that's why I put on weeks like my upcoming Take Back Control Challenge, because I know you probably need support from someone who really gets this. I know you need the strategies that allow you to step back into your goddess power in this whole messed up and completely unfair situation. I know you need someone to care for you, to help you to see your way forward. And I want to do that for you. Okay, so join me next week. Really do it. Go to studiofertility.com control 
and sign up for the Take Back Control Challenge. And let's set this year up right for you. And I'll see you next week on the podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Studio Fertility Podcast. Remember, if you like this podcast, go ahead and subscribe so you can make sure you know when the next episode drops. And you can find other episodes right now at studiofertility.com slash podcast. And of course, if you know of anyone else that would benefit from this podcast, make sure you share it with them and pay it forward. We are all in this together. Make sure too that you give us a five-star rating to help others find this podcast. And let me know how this podcast has benefited you by leaving your review so I can continue to deliver more great content that I know you want and need. And if you're starting to find that your infertility journey is getting the best of you, please head over to my website at studiofertility.com slash meditation and you can get instant access to a week of learning all about meditation, hypnosis and visualization, how to use each one and how they benefit you and of course, some actual tracks to start to calm your nervous system. Each day you will receive a short video and an awesome meditation, hypnosis or visualization that you can do in your own time. And of course, access to those tracks for whenever you need them. Just head to studiofertility.com slash meditation to find out more. And I'll see you next time on the podcast.